0: You can do everything from home, listen to the Weekend Legends catch-up podcast, and... Get drinks for the big game. Order now and have them at your door before the final siren. Dan Murphy's delivery in two hours. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets. With coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls
1: The Weekend Legends. Good morning. If you're stuck in traffic driving the kids to sport, have a look up. It's beautiful out there, oh. Andrew. What a
2: lovely day. A bit of rough wind last night, but it looks like a nice day out there.
1: My name is Chris Gale and I can bring you the news in the NRL round 25 so far. Winds to the Eels, the Storm and South Sydney.
2: Man, how about that Sevo? We'll talk about him a bit later.
1: Now, Rose, I assume like all good Australians, you put in the hard yards last night and you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning to see England have a mini slump and be 5 for 200 overnight in the Ashes.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what I do at 3 o'clock on the night before a radio show.
1: <laughs> so good of you to be here under those circumstances. We're going to look at the Ashes, of course. Australia well on top at the moment yes. and ask... Is Steve Smith the greatest Aussie batsman since Don? Uh, Don, can you help me out here, Um, Rose? um, 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 Burke. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: (laughs) We're also going to look at all the results so far of the FIBA World Cup.
3: Australia doing things they've never done before in basketball. It's very exciting. But up next, Bud Carroll gives us a bit of clarity on when a send-off is a send-off. And this new chapter that has been written in the Book of Feuds. We're going to get to that next. It's The Weekend Legends on Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash Recline the seat And let these guys take the wheel Metaphorically Obviously Triple
1: M's Weekend
3: Legends It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose And footy is almost over guys Some great
1: games so far To end the regular season with a bang Chris Certainly has Lachlan It's been an explosive round 25 so far And to give us his thoughts The explosive Mark Spud Carroll Mark good morning
4: Morning, man. And I tell you what, the weather's changed, boys. If you've got a two bay on, look out, or blow off. <laughs> it's windy out here.
2: Where are you on your That's way to, Spud?
4: I'm actually uh, in the M5 tunnel, so hopefully, I sound like I'm heading down to Campbelltown to do a New South Wales Cup semi final. But <sighs> hey, what a great last three games we've had um, over the last few days.
1: Yeah, you're sounding great, almost as good as the Melbourne Storm in wrapping up the minor premiership in a canter last night with their win over the Cowboys. Six points clear ahead of the Roosters. Surely they're entitled to favouritism going into the semi-finals.
4: They are uh, uh, in striking form. I just think I love their pinch. They've uh, they work as a unit. Uh, that's how they are. Everything. is... the way how Chris their backline players. Every try is at full pace. Um, they're massive through the middle. That big Nelson through the middle. He's six foot seven, hundred and thirty kilo wrecking ball. Mate, they're gonna be hard to beat.
2: One of the big things uh, happening over the games so far is this Marty Tapow moment. Marty
1: throws to Moses. Turns it on oh. the inside.
4: He's a high
2: tackle. Oh. Stone again.
4: And now Marty Tapao might be in trouble. Yep. Marty's got him flush. Of
2: course, we're talking about the Manly Eels game with Tapow putting that huge hit on Ray Stone there. Uh, tell us, Spud, will he play finals? Do you think he'll get enough time to not play again this year? No, I don't think he'll
4: get off that one. It's just unfortunately got him... On the uh, on the chin, um, you know any any hit near the, near the head these days
0: mm. is
4: a uh, instant suspension. Um, he got ten foot, he got ten in the bin, probably what what it deserved. It was just a tackle gone wrong. It's just uh, it's all about timing, the timing was off.
2: You said that, that um, the ten minutes he got is, is probably what he deserved. There was a couple of people arguing that that should have been an immediate send off. And if that is isn't a send off, what is? How do you feel about that?
4: Yeah, it's hard to know what a send off is. I think eye gouging is an uh, automatic send off. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, sometimes uh, accidents do happen where where someone's sometimes the uh, the arm comes off the ball into into the uh, into the chin. Mm. Um. Hargraves thing. Like, what about Hargraves? Yeah, you know, late like, he can't help you hit someone's head, sort of shoulder into the bloke's head. But the guy the guy's head hit another head. Yeah. That's <laughs> where all the damage. That's where all the damage come from a collision with the other guy, and he ended up copping twenty stitches as well. So. It's a, it's a tough one. Same with uh, Kane Evans. Kane Evans, I feel sorry for this kid. I've been doing a lot of work with Kane Evans about how how he hits in the fence. and stay tall. This kid is six foot five. Yeah. No point crouching down to a, a negative six foot. He hit the ball like a six six five. Unfortunately, the guy who he hit, uh, it, was, it was through the middle as a centre. He's what? He's about probably six foot. Mm. And unfortunately, uh, point of contact uh, was uh, was the, was the head.
1: Look, I tell you what, Spud, you've done a great job turning Kane Evans around as a player, so yeah. we hope he doesn't get into too much trouble. But obviously the JWH hit on Liam Knight you're referring to out of the South victory over the Roosters on Thursday night. Now, it was a bit of a gore fest, but uh, in the lead-up, you uh, were interviewed and said that Sammy Burgess should probably target JWH in the way that used to target Chief Harrigan. Now, as we said, Maria Hargraves is on report for striking Liam Knight, but Sam Burgess is on report for pulling the hair of Billy Smith. <laughs> Was that was that what you were looking
4: for? <laughs> mate. They must be. They must have read the back page. I love it. Uh, I, I just love confrontation. So I'm, I'm going down to the New South Wales Cup now. I'll go in the sheds. I'm going to chat to both boards, both boards on both sides to say, mate, they've all got each number, so they whack each other. I love it. The <laughs> thing is, I knew that I knew that was going to happen. But the thing, Sam Burgess, one week for a bit of, it hair pulling. I said, what are we playing? I think you. I think he might get
1: suspended for hitting him too hard. Yeah, and, and let's face it, that Billy Smith needs a decent haircut, that kid. I mean, it's still very straggly.
3: <laughs> Thank you again, Spud. See you man. Thank you, goodness, Spud. Next, we break down the Booker feuds, and did we see the grand final preview? This is the Weekend Legends on Sydney's Triple M. Like cutting a weekend to the plums.
0: Triple M's Weekend Legends. Place
4: to cook. There's no markers. Cook runs. Then a short pass to Tolan in the backfield.
3: Cody Walker scoring the winning try there on Thursday night. Guys, we love a rivalry in our game from Cowboys-Broncos, Bulldogs-Eels. But the Roosters-Rabbits is one that will stand the test of time. And, guys, what do we think of the latest chapter in the Book of Feuds? Lachlan, I hear a lot of people talk about this Book of Feuds. Chris, you'll know the answer to this. Is it a real book? Or is
2: it just a kind of like a folklore thing?
1: It feels like a folklore thing. It sounds like a folklore thing. It's a real book. Really? Yeah. It was written by Mark Courtney in 2008, commissioned by the one and only Russell Mm Crowe. And it was designed to give a detailed account of South's history against all the other teams they play in the NRL, currently 15 teams. Right. But they came up with a short version, and they would do readings before games to motivate players. So you're saying it's like a a chapter
2: for each team or something? Correct. Then why... Why do we only ever hear about the South Rabbits chapter? Well, that seems to be the one that everyone talks about.
1: There's a long entity there. First of all, they're next to each other.
2: Good, good point. Can't, I used to live right on the border.
1: Yeah, right. Kind of defined by Anzac Parade. Mm. And, you know, during the BR era, the before Russell era, <laughs> Souths were battlers. They're now... You know, diamond millionaires, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, they were, you know, the, the, the working class team. They didn't have so much money. And what you would see is South would develop great players and then they go to the likes of Manly and particularly the Roosters. Right, right. Feed a, feed a club. The most famous is Ron Coote. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you often hear the story about the South supporters' family had a rabbit who was named Ron Coote And when he went to the Roosters, they ate the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. Delicious. <laughs> but there are other players. Elwin Walters, the great international hooker, Craig Wing, in more recent times. Yeah. So, so this is sort of. Uh, brought up very ill feeling between the two teams.
2: And it's interesting. I mean, the the showdown on Thursday night, uh, did it feel to you like this was two teams almost doing a dress rehearsal for the
1: finals? It's possible. Yeah. It, we, we, the top four is not yet finalized. It will depend on whether Canberra wins today or not. But uh, I was amazed by the intensity of that game. I mean, the Roosters knew they'd come second, mm. but they went, you know, came out of the blocks a million miles an hour it, and it, then it, South responded.
2: Yeah, it felt like a grand final level footy. Like they came out putting their bodies on the line, playing really hard. I think both teams know you need to knock that team down. And that's the first loss the rabbits, uh, sorry, the Roosters had in nine games? I think that's correct. Crazy,
1: yeah. yeah. But you know, there'll be a lot of people who would love, I think, neutral supporters once their teams get knocked out like your Bulldogs have been knocked okay, out. Okay, thank you. They, they would love to see a Roosters-Rabbits uh, grand final. Oh, huge. But if there are 15 chapters in the book, what would the dogs-Rabbits ro- uh, feud be about? Dogs, well, it'd
2: just be a picture of the bottles flying, right? Bottles flying at the referees. I mean, that is the pinnacle of the feud between the dogs and the rabbits for my generation was seeing those bottles come flying and I've never seen a crowd that angry.
1: It's hard to imagine what the Titans chapter would be about, but I have a theory. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you go to a nightclub in Sydney, you know, know, we say maybe three guys, I'll go, sorry guys, members only, because they don't like, you know, bunches of guys arriving. The Gold Coast is the only place in Australia... where you can go to the front with, and how many in your party? 28 men, they go, boys, come in. <laughs> come right in. And, and I think that really makes Russell upset.
2: Yeah, would well, just be one chapter for the Titans. It'd be their feud against every other rugby league fan. <laughs> lead to his question, the existence of the Titans.
1: Personally, for me, I feel the two teams are almost identical now. If you go to Redfern Street, the cafes are exactly the same in <laughs> yeah. Redfern as they are in Campbell Parade, they Bondi. They are merging, aren't they? Merge them. Call them the <laughs> Southeastern Sydney Flying Rabbits. <laughs> And it'll solve Channel 9's problem. you get getting a second team in Brisbane. The
3: Flying Rabbits, the Legends are all for it. And hopefully we get a new chapter to add in the book during this final series. Still to come on the Weekend Legends, FIBA World Cup. We're going to give you an update. Ashes and your chance to win a wheelie, wheely good prize. Oh. You're on the Weekend Legends, Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves: the weekend and working half-assed. Triple M's Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose. And the Basketball World Cup is well underway in China. And guys, Australia has done something we've never done in a World Cup before. That, hey Rose. that's correct, Lachlan. We've
2: so far, Australia a three and zero. We've won our first three group games. Onto the next
1: group of, uh, of games in Group L, we've never done this before, Chris. This is a first for Australian basketball. It's just so exciting to be a basketball fourth basketball fan right now, it Rose. It is, it really is. All the games on sort of early to late evening, perfect oh, TV time. It's like five o'clock first game and then like nine to 10 p.m. second game. It's per- Thank you, China. Perfect timing. We had wins over Canada, Senegal and Lithuania. What's significant about the Lithuania win is that we take that result into the next group. Yeah. We play the Dominican Republic... Tonight. Yep, and we should be able to beat Dominican Republic convincingly. Which should be enough to get us to the elimination stage, which is the last eight. The tough thing is the team we have to play after Dominican Republic. We've got to play France. France. They've got some uh, sprinkling of NBA players, including Rudy, Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz. Seven-foot blocker. Uh, yeah. He's known as the Stifle Tower. Yeah, sprinkling. The man is huge. He's a tower. The Australian NBA stars have been stepping up. Paddy Mills has been exemplary. Yeah. 32 points against Canada. He's averaging 26 a game. Yeah. Joe Ingalls almost had a triple-double, which is at least 10 points, rebounds, and assists against Senegal. One of the hardest things to do in
2: basketball right there.
1: And Aaron Baines was a beast yeah. against Lithuania. He looks like a character from Sons of Anarchy. He does, with the beard and the whole thing. He's crazy. 21 points, 13 rebounds, and just a bit of wispy foam around his mouth when he goes, <laughs> come on. He's rabid. <laughs> uh, who do you like in the tournament?
2: Oh, look, I think Australia are doing really well. Uh, Serbia, if, if you're not talking America... Serbia are the team. Serbia are a dominant basketball team. And the way America are playing right now, it's Serbia's World Cup to win because America are average, Chris.
1: Yeah, Serbia's full of NBA players. Yeah. They've got the joker, you know, uh, Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. And Big Bobo, the seven-foot-six guy, Mar- yeah, that's Marivanovic. Strange how a like lot of basketball players are really tall, huh? I'll try it. Marijanovic. <laughs> I'll try that. How does that sound? And the U.S.'s problem is they just come together for this Yeah, they don't feel like a team, right? Yeah, all the other international guys, including us, have played through junior systems. They know each other's games. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're watching, every time Andrew Bogut touches the ball, he's getting booed. Oh, they boo? I thought they were cheers. No, you're crazy. Uh, uh, (laughs) This is because he tweeted about the Sun Yang drugs controversy in the swimming. Oh, okay. He loves a tweet. Bogut loves one. He said, swimmers who medal versus Sun Yang should break
2: the podiums with hammers. Well, that's just, I mean, he underestimates how well those podiums are built. They're
1: fantastic quality. You can't just get through it with a hammer. The other thing, we always get these sort of myths (laughs) that like, oh, well, you know, the Chinese don't get Twitter. It seems like they do... Oh, oh they get it. They do get Twitter. <laughs> if you heard the Canada game on Fox, we had the international feed. We had an oh. English commentator who was doing basketball for dummies, as one journalist <sighs> pointed out. Yeah. And a Canadian jour- uh, journalist seemed to be a bit of a Canadian fan. So we switched to a local call. Yeah, the bias call. Yeah, yeah so we've got uh, Brenton Speed calling the games and Hammer Hill.
2: Oh, that, uh, that's better. Shane Hill, he does sound a little bit like Andrew Gaze, though. They kind of sound <laughs> the same when they talk about basketball, right? Oh, <laughs> down the lane. Wow, what a dunk. Yeah.
1: But not only, uh, hopefully... <laughs> (laughs) The Australians going to make uh, an impact in the medal rounds, but also we're sending a bit more talent over there as we speak. Is that not right?
2: Yes, our boy E, Eric, who's the announcer for the Sydney Kings, is flying over there today. They need more voices to call the basketball, apparently, and they want Aussie ones.
3: I
1: love the Australians. We are going to go all the way in this world. Let's go, baby! Good luck to the Boomers.
3: Bring it home. But up next, your Ashes Update and Steve Smith is at it again. We'll tell you why next. The Weekend Legends on Triple M.
0: This show is definitely on the weekend.
3: Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we love sports, so that's why if you missed your ashes overnight, we have your
1: recap ready. We certainly do, Lachlan. And by the way, it's great to have you back. We missed you last week. Thank you, guys. How was your holiday, all right? Good. Glad to be back here in Sydney. I hope the operation was a complete success. (laughs) Now, overnight in the Ashes, England lost three late wickets rows to slump to five for 200, which keeps them 297 behind the Australians. That's a lot of runs. Still 98 to avoid the follow-on. Uh, jo- uh, Burns made 81, Joe Root 71. Hazelwood, four for 48. Yeah, right. Uh, I was listening to warning on the commentary last night, and he says, Hazelwood looks great, Stark just okay. How's Warnie doing on the commentary? He's got it perfectly, because Hazelwood got four for 48, and Stark got <laughs> naught for 41. So... <laughs> But I think the real story of this Ashes at the moment is the tale of the two exiles returning from to the team. You're talking about Warner and Smith? Warner and Smith. Yeah. David Warner is struggling to Lux. He's, yeah, he's shook and he can't seem to play cricket. 79 runs in seven innings against the red ball, moving in that heavy English atmosphere, yeah. an average of 11, and rumours that he's been missing net practice and so forth. Yeah, really? On the other hand, Steve Smith... That was Smith scoring his double century. Yeah. Uh, He was finally dismissed on the reverse sweep. I mean, how else was he going to get out uh, for 211? Well, he could have been bowled by a beach ball. Did you see when that beach ball I did.
2: He had a fantastic uh, cut shot there to send the beach
1: ball away. They talk about his unusual technique. I thought he played textbook the beach ball, just tucked it around the corner. Just really came off the bat, made a great sound. Called the single quickly. I loved how the... um, the English
2: press did not enjoy Steve Smith dominating so much. They, they described it as eight hours of absolute misery. I thought they were talking about the weather. But...
1: <laughs> That's just life in yeah, England, isn't it? Just living in England. <laughs> so if uh, poor old Warner is averaging 11, Smith is averaging 147. He is. Wow. Serious. Killing it, man. If you had a look at the Triple M socials, there are all sorts of interesting statistics for all the cricket nerds out there. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, In his last 12 innings, Ash's innings, he's had seven centuries, including two double tons against Nuts. England. Nuts. 141.9 average. It is the best eight-inning scoring streak in test history by any batsman against any country breaking the record of Don Bradman. Wow. So he's actually getting up now into like
2: breaking Don Bradman territory, which is kind of like Australian folklore, right? If you can get even close to a Bradman record, you're considered one of the best batsman in Australia, but he's breaking them now.
1: The consensus used to be that Ricky Ponting was probably our greatest test batsman behind Bradman. Yeah. He's been surpassed by Steve Smith. It's, There's no question. It's
2: it's wow. nuts. Now Steve Smith, he isn't the captain anymore, right?
1: That's right. He's that ban on him as being captain extends for another two years. That's why Tim Payne is captain.
2: Right. And do you think he's playing better not captain? Because it seems like he's just it's freed him up to just be a batsman.
1: Everyone was worried about the psychology. No, he's very idiosyncratic. He has all these habits. And he says, by the way, he's added the stem and the uh, arm guard to his habits oh, yeah. now. He's the DC of cricket, no doubt. He probably should have. If he was banned for three years, he'd probably come back and be averaging 200. I just don't <laughs> see these things yeah. as affecting him. Yeah. The way I think it can be best described about where Steve Smith is right now in cricket yeah. is the Aussie cricket writer overnight, Jeff Lemon, said this. A bowler is a mechanism to provide S- Steve Smith... With a ball to hit. Oh, brutal. I love it.
3: Brilliant. This. We need to bring the Ashes home. Come on, the baggies. Let's we go. need it. Do you want to win a uh, Sherlock wheelbarrow and a Bunnings voucher? Oh. Your chance to win next when we play seven tackle set. One triple three five three. Get involved. It's fairly simple if you love your sport. We'll do that next. Weekend Legends on Triple M. <laughs> Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. So high-fives. Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose on Triple M. And let's give some stuff away.
0: Pressure. The under-pressure under
3: pressure test. Pressure. That's right,
2: Bowie knows what's going on. It's the 7 Tackle set. It's our chance to give you some cool stuff. One Sherlock steel tray wheelbarrow and a $100 Bunnings voucher. Chris, my girlfriend's on the way to Bunnings right now. It's her happy place.
1: I love Bunnings too, Rose. But the interesting thing I heard there is that you've got a girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Let's get
2: straight into this. This is the seven tackle set. What's going to happen here? We have seven questions. If you answer one right, you move through to the next tackle. If you get one wrong, you're out of the game. And if you get the last question correct, you win the prizes. So let's jump straight into it. Brett from Marion. are you there, Brett? Yeah, mate. Mate, who's your footy team? Let's start off with that. Parramatta. Oh, he's an Eels fan. I like it. You're Incorrect, to... Brett. I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're out. Uh, Brett, are you ready to play seven tackle set, champion? Yeah, mate, ready to go. All right, here we go. First question for Brett. Which Newcastle Knight player retired this week due to injury? You've got me on that I'll, one. I'm I'll give you a clue, go.
1: Brett. He <laughs> helped us win that Origin series back in uh, 2014, I think it was. No clues.
2: Oh, damn it, Chris. There you go, Brett. No, no <laughs> more clues from you, Chris. I don't want you taking the, the, the fan side here. Sorry, Quizmaster. <laughs> okay, Brett, we're ready for the second question. Who did GWS play in the AFL semi-finals today? Um, no, no clues. Three no clues. I'm out. I'm two. Done. Oh, good effort, Brett. Thanks for your uh, attempt. That's really good. Let's go to Chris. Chris from Pendle Hill. Chris, are you there? No, from Toongabby. Gabby. Oh, Toongabby. Gabby. What's up, Chris? You got a footy team? Yes, I had Newcastle. Ah, the oh. Knights. She would have loved that first question. Gee, Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go into the second question. Who does GWS play in the AFL semifinals today, Chris? The, the Bulldogs. Oh, that's correct. The Western Bulldogs. On to question three. Chris, can you name us a current NBA player that is playing for the Australian Boomers in oh, the World it, Cup? Is it Bogut? Oh, I'll sure take is, that. Chris. Andrew Bogut. Chris, on a roll They're here. They're booing Bogut in China, but we love him. What are you up to, Chris? Is this fourth question? Three zip. All right. Three three, three corrects. All 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 far. Right. This is the fourth one. Who uh, who do the Socceroos play in a World Cup qualifier this week, Chris? Oh, gee. That's a tough one.
4: It's a tough one, we're,
2: yeah. We're waiting for your answer, oh, no, Chris. No, Three, two, <coughs> one. Sorry, Chris. Good effort, though. Let's go on to Pete in Penrith. Pete, who do the Socceroos play in a World Cup qualifier this week?
1: Um, we're waiting for your so- answer. Socceroos. Uh, wallabies? No. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, Pete.
2: Good effort, though. Let's go to Michael. Uh, Michael, who do the soccer play in a World Cup qualifier this week? Uh, Qatar. Oh, he's so close. Ah! He's so close. Sorry, Michael. You're very close. I hope Pete heard that. Pete from Wollongong. Who are the who's playing this week? UAE. Oh, does that, does that count, Chris? I don't know geography well enough. Uh, I have to say, <laughs> Lock, it's it's well, it. it's QA. That's it's the same QA. Well, we're going to give it to you, Pete. Let's go on to the fifth question. What is the new A-League team that will be joining the league this year?
0: Uh, the
2: Cameldown Rams. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I want to give a Peter prize for that, but no, that is incorrect, Pete. Let's go to Graham in Kayama. Graham, who's the new A-League team this year?
4: Um... Jeez, wrong sport for me I'll give you a clue
2: uh, it's it, it's it's in victoria
4: in Victoria mm.
2: um, are the West Tigers mm, playing tomorrow nah, Rose th- stop giving <laughs> stop giving clues um, We need to be united on this Melbourne Chris. West oh, it's western it's West I think I'm going to give it to him it's western united you've, you've nailed that mate Graham I'm going to give it to you. all right here we go. who has been brought in to conduct a
1: review of the St George Dragons this week?
0: Oh geez, this is
1: uh, tough. Dragons, dragons. No, no, um, no, 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 Rose. That's a very tough question. He's, he's, so, so, Chris keeps giving away clues. No, 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 no. Rose. Oh no, good try. Graham. Great idea, though. Georgie,
2: <laughs> Rose, let get the dragons sorted right out. I think. Let's go to Jared, who who has been brought in to conduct a review of the dragons this week. Jared, Our guild. Oh, it is Gus Gould. Here we go, Jared. This is your chance. This is your chance to win it. This is the seventh tackle. Which team? Lost to the USA by one point in the World Cup. Basketball.
4: Oh. Don't don't really follow the basketball, any
2: clue? (laughs) Ooh, it's a, a it, it could also be a delicious meal. You, you, you'd be
3: turkey. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Gerard, you are a winner. Congratulations, mate! <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. Did all the hard work, but you've <laughs> snuck in and got yourselves a wheelbarrow and a hundred-dollar Bunnings voucher for a wheelbarrow or cart that lasts longer. Sherlock, available from Bunnings Warehouse. Thank you to everyone from playing. We'll do it again next week. The Weekend Legends
0: on Triple M. You can do everything from home, listen to the Weekend Legends catch-up podcast and get drinks for the big game. Order now and have them at your door before the final siren. Dan Murphy's delivery in two hours.